Welcome to episode 85 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined as always by Kyle Springer. Hello, that is me. Hi, Kyle. How How are are you? you doing this week? My week has been pretty good. I've been playing a lot of Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. I beat the game Friday night. So that was fun. It was good. I liked it nice. a lot. It's not for everyone because it's very weird. Yeah. This is the impression <laughs> I've gotten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's that's what I did most of the week. I We were supposed to do an episode of the Captain's Log. You had other plans. So mm. I pulled in Ignacio, who is one of the hosts on our video game podcast, Crossplay. However, my computer did not like that. I did. <laughs> it was just like, nope, I'm not going to work. <laughs> uh, what didn't it like? It was it, doing it just, the exact same stuff, with, but with a different person. Yeah, it's just within the past two weeks, especially, my computer mm-hmm. has been having to to restart a ton. Um, just a lot of the programs I'm using are big ones. And so it's like, oh, my God, we're going to freeze. And then it, uh. it just stops and it's just like, Ugh. right. And then I had to do it like three times that night. So I was just like, my computer is not cooperating. Uh, so unfortunately, we missed that. But here we are. It's yeah. Now, what I'm excited about. How was your good. week? It was good. I was just telling you that I went shopping for a new laptop because mm-hmm. mine's almost eight years old and it's on Windows 7, which is going to reach end of support in like mid-January. <laughs> so I need a new one pretty soon anyway. So I just did some shopping. We went to this local store that refurbishes like business electronics like if you're if there's a company that gives all of its employees a laptop and then the next year they're like now you all have the new model of laptop they send the old laptops to this place and they clean them refurbish them give them all the latest software and sell them at a discount and dad's like you get a cheap laptop there i got one for a hundred dollars and i look and all the ones that are a hundred dollars are like 11 inch screen they're like an inch (laughs) thick I'm like, this is not what I was looking for, Dad, but thank you. So I'm just going to buy one from Best Buy like I originally wanted to. There you go. The place did have <laughs> a cool works. history of computers mini museum. There's just a room you go in full of like old apples and, you know, weird clunky machines from the 1970s. That was a fun surprise. That's funny. So not a wasted trip altogether. Hey, maybe they have a time machine in there with all those old computers and stuff. (laughs) We are talking about a time travel movie this week. We we watched the 2004 sci-fi drama Little Indie Film written, directed, edited, etc. starring the same guy. This is like uh, The Room, but not absolutely bonkers. This is Primer, (laughs) the (laughs) infamously complicated time travel movie Primer. Yeah. (laughs) 
does it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you 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 pitched this mm. along with a couple other things because uh, it was my birthday. It was. And your theme was like, hey, you're into these kinds of things. I'm going to mm-hmm. pitch you things that you might like. Yeah. And uh, what were the other two uh, things? I don't remember. You it love was Pacific you Rim. Love, yeah, because you love giant robots and you love mm-hmm. video games. So I pitched you Wreck-It Ralph, my favorite yes. video game movie. And then you love time travel. So I'm like, let's try Primer. <laughs> and, and you picked this. You did this to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I I hadn't seen this yet. Despite my like love of time travel mm-hmm. fiction and and stuff like that this is one that was like this is the time travel film you need to watch this one i just hadn't gotten to mm-hmm. it yet um it's especially since i've been doing a version of this podcast for the past like four years now yeah it's like i I read and watch what we do on the show. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily get to as much stuff as yeah. I like used to be like, oh man, I, I, I can watch all of this show in one week and it's six whole seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. What did you think? Because this was your first time watching it. It was. Too. This is... So we've watched movies on, for this podcast that have been jarring, where I leave the film saying, like, what did I just watch? Like, we watched Serenity, the Matthew McConaughey boat yeah. movie, which has a real crazy twist in it that, don't, like... Don't remind me. Does, does not make sense, <laughs> makes the entire movie fall apart. We watched Ghost Stories a couple weeks ago, which has, like you know, puts a lot of stuff in, doesn't pick it back up again, has really Mm -hmm. strange twists, has an absolutely, like, jarring tone shift in it, just, like, weird movies. But this is the first movie I've watched where, like, from minute one, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, and that doesn't get better for the next 79 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I loved it because of that. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't, it does not explain anything to you it does not break down a single piece of jargon the whole movie is like two engineers talking to each other like two engineers would talk to each other so there is nothing simplified for the layman audience yeah uh it's a ride though because like yeah if if you're thinking about watching this film and you, you know you're a dumb kid like me and you don't understand all of this en- yeah. en- engineering speak. Um, I, I, you, you can still understand what is happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe ten minutes after it happened, and yeah. then, you, and then, yeah. and then you're, you're, you're like, oh, okay. But then, it's a film that even after you watch it, you're still not entirely sure exactly what happened. Yeah, but it's designed like that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 not that like it's just too smart for its own good, or did mm-hmm. I'm one of those dumb kids who is mm-hmm. too d- d- dumb for, for his own 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 good. It's 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 not that. It's meant to make you think. It's meant to make you question what you just saw and what really happened. Yeah. Um, but not yeah. in a like 
M. Night Shyamalan twist way where it's like, oh my God, it was was in modern day times the entire time. (laughs) Who would have thunk? Yeah, it's not a movie that hinges on, it's a lot of smaller twists put together. It's not like, okay, now Mm -hmm. here's the turning point of the film. It keeps turning and twisting in on itself. Yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, I I liked this a lot. It's a lot more of an indie film than I was oh, expecting. Oh yeah, because I I had heard people talk about this, uh, and I it's one of those things like I really had expectations going in of 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 like what it looked like, what it sounded like, what it felt like, and this was not it. No, um, but I liked this a lot. Yeah, uh, I'll. I, there were a couple things that I'll recommend at the end of the at the end of the episode, um, but it's it reminded me of some other things that aren't necessarily time travel mm-hmm. fiction and stuff. Just like the way the movie is made, the way the actors are are a- a- acting, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So it's 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 a must watch. Yeah, this is definitely unlike any other movie I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And it's, oh, like, I wouldn't say, like, oh, I loved it because it's not there to be lovable. Like, it just, (laughs) like, it's so cerebral. There's not a lot of room for charm in this thing. So it's not like, ah, yes, my heart is now attached to this film. But, like, I appreciate it a lot. I'm very glad I saw what this thing is. And just to go back Mm -hmm. to what you were saying about what an indie film it is, like, one guy did, like, everything for this movie. The entirety of the crew at the end credits is, like, six people. And this guy does most of the jobs. (laughs) And the budget for the entire film was $7,000. Most That's what of the I heard. Money yeah, was spent on the film itself, and uh, I most of the actors, like the two leads, are not professional actors. I don't think they're just guys. This really mm-hmm. is a movie like it just runs on guy power. It's just some guys, which I I think lends to how authentic yeah. the film is. Like it's not these people aren't acting necessarily yeah. in in you know. Air, air quotes mm-hmm. acting. Uh, they ju- yeah, they just seem like normal people because they are normal yeah. people. Yeah. Um. Let's let's see. We haven't really let's described do... exactly what this movie is. Yes, let's let's do a basic plot synopsis. So uh, there. There are a group of engineers that are collaborating on projects. They've got like little patents they're trying to sell up, little products that they sell, but they're they're still searching for this big thing, like something that'll like really put them on the map, like really get them a lot of funding and support. And two of the guys accidentally make a, a time travel box. <laughs> yep. And so they start using this time travel box to go back in time after they've already lived through the day and they're using it to just like play stocks and things like that. Like, Oh, now that we have this, we can get all the money we need for everything that we're trying to fund. 
And it's just a series of days that go over and over and over again as they're it's collecting all this money. About a week's t- time. Yeah, yeah. And they try and stop other ills in their lives using this time travel mechanism. And it turns out, like, neither of them are on the up and up with each other. Both of them are keeping secrets from each other. It's... Yeah. Tension is starting to build. It's... The uh, the effects of this time travel Mm -hmm. is starting to weigh on them both physically and mentally and Mm -hmm. in their relationships and stuff like that. Uh, So it's... It's a time travel film, but it's also the, like a story of these two f- f- friends slash business partners yeah. kind of tearing themselves apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's as b- basic yeah. as you can get because this is not a basic film. Oh, no, no, this is <laughs> real complicated. Yes. Exactly. Uh, well, let's do some uncomplicated things mm-hmm. like housekeeping. Yeah. Right uh, so if you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnot. So we got The Captain's Log, which I mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Crossplay, which is a video game podcast, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so go go check all that stuff out on our website, mm-hmm. thewhatnots.com, or your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, just type in The Whatnots. And you can find all of our shows right there. And if you mm-hmm. like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, you guys can get episodes early. You guys can get exclusive content, which I am so far behind. We recorded <laughs> one and I still haven't gotten it up. That's oh. going to be what I do today. Um, so exclusive content content is mm-hmm. also on on there but we do also want to give a big shout out to our patrons at the five dollar tier mm-hmm. thank you sam and thank you christine thank for helping you. us out we love you both a lot mm-hmm. uh let's see let's see let's see i think that's it yeah. we should get into spoilers then mm-hmm. there you go spoiler alert uh if you have not seen this film run and hide go watch it yeah, I, it's I, only like 80 minutes long, and I found it on, appropriately enough, Amazon Prime. I think you can buy it on YouTube. It's out there a couple places. Yeah, I I bought the HD one on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 10 bucks. I'll just Oh, you went far enough to myself. purchase it. Yeah, yeah it, it's one of those things of like, I know I'm going to like this film. I know I'm really going to love it. <laughs> it is like the time travel film. So mm-hmm. says, so say we all. Um, and <laughs> it, like, I was just like, I might as well. Like, yeah. I, I know I'm, I'm going to want this. So mm-hmm. purchase. Yeah, Bye. I'm on my brother's Prime, so I just rent things so he doesn't end up with all this weird stuff in his library. <laughs> I'm, I I still have, like, a choice paralysis of where mm-hmm. I want to start building my yeah. like, digital library. I think I'm just going to go with Amazon because mm-hmm. I already have uh, – well, not, now I have Primer, uh, but I also – there was a deal like two months ago that mm-hmm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was like three bucks. Ah. I was just like, 
4K. Yes. Yeah. Please. <laughs> um, so there you go. I have that stuff. Um, oh, boy. Where do we start with this film? I I kind of want to start with... So we, we mentioned that it's kind of like a lot of smaller twists and stuff yeah. like that happening on top of each other. I guess the first thing I want to mention is maybe the best way to describe it mm-hmm. is more that the twist already happened and you yes. didn't know it. Yes. Um, which is fascinating to see because it, it's not it's not like an icy dead people mm-hmm. mo- mo- moment. Right, it's not like like haha, Scooby Doo, take off the mask. It was him all along. Mm-hmm. It, it like they have a line within the film. I think uh, more towards the end of the film when they're dealing with the party, uh, and yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess the house party that uh, the ex brought the shotgun to. They mm-hmm. say something along the lines of, oh, "God, I, I'm I'm gonna." butcher this um but it, it's the, the idea that each time they go back and redo mm-hmm. things it's kind of scrubbing the old ones so you only see that most recent one and yeah. that's the only one that they like the other people know too mm-hmm. um so it's it's kind of like that you end up discovering that they've been time traveling multiple times without telling each uh, uh, other and stuff like that and things are happening behind the scenes but as a viewer you're only seeing the most recent like you 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 don't necessarily see all of those times that they go back Mm -hmm. um and so people have made like youtube videos and stuff of like okay let's break it down and explain it and see what we can do I watched um, like 35 minutes worth of YouTube breakdowns. Yeah. And okay, even then I was like, me. okay, I think I can describe what this movie is. Because before, like, unfortunately, like I had a, I had like plans right after I finished watching this movie. And so it was like hours later that I was finally able to sit down with like a breakdown movie. And before that, I was like, if somebody asked me to describe what happened in this movie, like I couldn't do it. Like this, yeah. <laughs> me personally, like I need a lot of help with this one. I need a study guide. I need a worksheet and flashcards. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I watched a couple of those too, and then I, I again just hearsay from what I've heard people mention. Mm-hmm. There was one one thing I, I I heard someone say that like it like there's some. Th- Theories out there that there's like eleven timelines happening all at the yeah. sa- same time and stuff like that, and uh, characters you think are w- like one version of, of them mm, is really yeah. not. So it's it it's strange to see all the different explanations and have them all make sense, but have them all be different. Yeah, I watched one video that was like, okay, at the end of the movie, there are two Abes and three Aarons walking around within one timeline. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but for the most part, you only see one of them. There's yeah. a couple scenes where it's like they're spying on on yeah, on like oh, I see him binoculars. walking across the other end of the parking lot. Yeah, but it, like they don't, I they they do interact eventually, but you don't really see that. You get mm-hmm. like a, a quick scene, but that's it. Hmm. Um. But yeah, yeah, I like I I I liked how it, it was like the realization that the twist already happened, that they had already been changing things, that the the, the, yeah. the people you thought were the original ones that was like let's let's not focus on on time traveling back too much. It's like mm-hmm. oh no, that's like a version eleven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's not following his own advice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, the twist ends up being that everything you've seen since, like, minute 15 in this movie, they have been lying to each other. Like, what you thought was an authentic conversation, no. that Each of them are coming to the table like, okay, I've lived this before. I know what I'm supposed to say. And, like, Aaron has his headphones in, and you think he's listening to, like, the sports Sports broadcast. But he, like has lived this before, taped it, and is listening to what he said before and is repeating himself word for word. Which is... So, when was this film made? 2004? 2004. Well, that's when it came out, but I was reading that, like, he worked on this for a couple years. It took him a year to write the script, of course. Mm -hmm. I don't think filming was that long, but there were so many post-production issues with editing because, like, the, the film wasn't transferring to his PC well, and, like, the audio got disentangled from the video, and he had to, like, stitch it all back together. Yeah. So I think this was filmed several years before that, but it came out in 2004. Okay. That, that makes sense. Because in 2019, when we watched it now, looking back, that whole kind of conceit of him recording himself all all day doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense anymore more like it, it it makes sense in the idea of like oh yes if i record myself yes. I'll, I'll you know i can know what i'm supposed to say and all of that stuff but they're using like little small micro tapes on like a tape recorder thing and it's like that you you would have to have so many tapes and yeah. be switching them like how every hour. Bat- how many double A batteries <laughs> did you go through to make this plan happen? Exactly, exactly. Um, it 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 just it it it, 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 it was like, wouldn't you notice him like switching the tape every mm-hmm. hour? And it's like, no, they they didn't mention that. So that that part might not hold up mm-hmm. too well. Uh, but I still get the I- the idea behind it, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. One thing, Wild one stuff. plot point, one plot point I really liked that I think would still go today would still be a an interesting plot point today in a movie made with 2019 technology or even like years from now is when. Aaron has a cell phone on him and he gets a call and they're yeah. like, there's two Aaron's out here now. How, how does like his wife's placing the call? How does like the technology of the phone company figure out like 
there's two copies of the same number. Are both of us getting this call at the same time? Is it going to whichever one is geographically closest and not the other one? Like, I didn't answer the phone. Is that because she hung up or because the other Aaron already picked it it up? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's wild. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like such a simple problem, but then it's just like, yeah, how would that work? Yeah. no idea. Yeah, it's still a viable question today. And I I do kind of like that that doesn't necessarily come back. And they talk about how, oh, like, I remember, like, old you did pick up the phone. Did old you, like, pick up the phone again? What happened this time? Is this different? What What is it? And they're like, we've broken symmetry. We don't know if these timelines match up together anymore. And yeah. they think they, they're going to, like, enter into some paradox, but it doesn't really pay off. But I kind of like that, oh, no, it's not, like, coincidence and causality and paradox that is your downfall. It is both of you lying to each other that is your downfall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, that, that, I, I think science fiction often does a great job at that, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's robots or aliens or time travel or who knows what um the, it's always usually some kind of metaphor or it's some mm-hmm. kind of like human problem like hey the actual downfall is yourselves like we're mm. just here bickering like, yeah it, sure we discovered something huge but you can't stop lying like this is a problem Mm -hmm. you know um and i i i think this is where the film really shines Mm because i i I think by time it's uh let's see which one which one's the blonde one that That, one is abe abe okay Mm -hmm. Once, oh, once another he... trivia fact that I read on IMDb. His yeah. last name is Turger, which is regret spelled backwards. <laughs> and it says he that regrets going back in time. So his name is regret going backwards. backwards. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Funny. Um, yeah. So w- once he kind of figures out that they've been li- that that his partner Aaron Mm. has been lying to him as well we get that scene of him on top of the building a second time like looking down it's now recontextualized because we've seen the scene before I didn't notice Aaron down there the first time Mm. or just that it's like oh hey it's someone sitting on on the bench what a lovely day (laughs) And then the second time, it has more of this panic, more of this, like, I I thought he was going to kill himself Mm. there uh, because he's on top of this building in this office park where he just, he's so just like, I don't know what to do. I need to get out of this. I need to do something, right? And that's an easy option, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, 
but he ends up going back down to talk with him and the scene is a lot different this time where he's he's sweating he is yeah you can tell he has seen a ghost right he is just super pale and then he faints and just like falls backwards right and i i I think that scene in particular was the one that sold me on like they are really fucked up right now (laughs) yeah i always like to see this happens at a lot of different time travel stories like lost especially comes to mind where the how much time travel you go through like has a physical wear on your body because even if there's like multiple variations of you you are still consistently living in this one body and how many actual years has it been through how much time Mm -hmm. has elapsed that it has had to go through and like do you just fall apart like you just get nosebleeds and migraines and all kinds of worse things beyond that your body's like no i ain't built to do this so i'm just gonna just just gonna fold up did did you pick up on all of the stuff about their handwriting being bad I did notice, because you see somebody writing something, I'm like, that handwriting's atrocious. And then, like, five minutes later, they mention it. And I'm like, oh, good. That's a plot point. Like, they didn't just... That adult man does not have handwriting that bad in real life. (laughs) That's a relief for me. Well, it's... I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a plot point. It's a detail. Yeah. In, in there, for sure. But you can kind of piece it together. They say something... At the start of the film, and again, it's all mm. blah, 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 mm. to me. Um, but they, they they say something at the start of the film where that, uh, what was the, the little like Russian nesting doll looking oh, toy oh, thing that they had? Yeah, they said something about it like flipping and being backwards mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So under that same logic... There's something in there about, well, if you put yourself in there, what is getting flip-flopped? Yeah. Maybe it's your brain, which is why the they make a comment of, of like, hey, you're trying to write with what you know is your dominant hand, but it's acting like it's your non-dominant hand. So your brain signals are somehow swapped yeah. and like mixed up. Uh, I saw a video. They just be like, right with your non-dominant hand. (laughs) I saw a video that's uh, pointed out that when they're first setting up like the original version of the time box in their garage, when they don't even know time travel is what it does yet, like Mm -hmm. they kind of wave their hands over the parts of it while they're working on it and putting it together. And this video hypothesized that that there was enough of a time travel going already that their hands, because their hands were touching these, their hands are just like a second out of sync with the rest of their body. And every time they go back and forth, that gets worse. So like their brain is sending signals to their hands and like it's not getting there at the right time or at the right rate or at the same quality. Like it's getting corrupted as it gets from their brain down to their hands because their hands aren't in the same plane of time i i like that i don't know if it sticks though yeah i don't know because then like driving would be difficult for them too and they don't seem to have a 
problem with mm. that. It would be like all motor functions. Yeah. Right? Or something like that. But who knows? Yeah. There's there's lots of little mm-hmm. small details in, in there that they just mention, don't necessarily explain because it's not necessarily yeah. important to the plot. It's just a detail of like, hey, something like mm-hmm. this would probably be happening. So we're in, including it for realism's sake Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i like the stuff that is introduced like this like the the paradox about the two phones or like why their handwriting mm -hmm. is terrible all of a sudden i like those details that don't necessarily get more they don't get more fleshed out because they don't need to be like they are supporting details they are these threads that just get dropped because more important threads develop but what, what still kind of bugs me about the movie is that so much hinges on this party, which is a concept not introduced until like, I don't know, 50 minutes into the thing. And then they act like it was so important the whole time, which is part mm-hmm. of the time travel paradox of the thing. Like Abe doesn't find out Aaron's been going back to this party over and over again until that late in the game. He's like, oh, what? You made your own copy of this so you could keep going back to this party? Yeah. Must I wish that been a fantastic party. <laughs> I wish that had been set up earlier because I don't think it's even mentioned that one of their friends is having a party until that deep in the movie. Well, is mm. no, it's not the same party at the start where they're asking for the no. girl's father's the, yeah, the DC m- 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 money. It's not these the are same different parties. Yeah, parties yeah, that, right. Yeah, and they mentioned like that whole thing about. That entire corner of this story where it's, what's the girl's name? Like Ashley or something? The girl Abe is trying to date. So he's trying to date this girl. And it seems like it's because he doesn't talk about her. She's not really a character. It doesn't seem like he's trying to date her because he really likes her. seems like mostly he's trying to date her because her father is rich and they want him as an investor. So like they keep having all of these like every holiday, every birthday, every possible occasion we could have to throw a party. Let's throw a party. She's going to keep going to these. Maybe at some point she'll invite her dad to just our backyard the barbecue. Family, family barbecue. Bring your dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of leaps taken there. I'm like, I don't like everything like physically like the physics and the logic and the Mm -hmm. science fiction of everything makes sense but when it gets to these like social things where it's like well i'll date this girl and i keep inviting her to parties and girls invite their dads to parties right i'm like i don't know if i get this i don't know if this part of it tracks for me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that is a separate party from the other party and I don't even remember what the cause of the other party is. Like, if it's her birthday or whatever. Like, somebody's having a party. And, like, one of their work friends comes. And he's friends with this girl's ex. And the girl's ex is there. And he gets just, like, drunk and, like, real off the rails and starts threatening people. And the first time, like, Aaron diffuses the situation. But then he comes to believe oh, I don't just need to talk that guy down or punch him or throw him out or whatever. I need to, like, get him in jail. I need, I think he's going to continue to be so much of a threat. I need to keep going back to this party night after night and make sure, like, he is 
properly locked up so that he really does not stand a chance of hurting anybody again. Like, I think what I can do isn't enough. He needs to be locked away. And that concept isn't introduced until, like, so deep in that he's been working on this over and over and over again. And he's like, well, Aaron keeps going back to the party. And we're like, what party? What guy? Who are these people? What's, like... On on one hand, I might argue that the party isn't necessarily important in mm-hmm. the sense, like it doesn't matter if it's a party, it's a bar mitzvah, or he's just or he's just going to Chuck E. Cheese or something just mm-hmm. to get some pizza. It's the fact that he's continuing to yes. do this and lie about it, um, rather than like. We need to get this one guy in jail because he hurts this guy's da- da- daughter. And mm-hmm. if she's dead, then we can't date her and we can't get to her father. Uh, mm-hmm. because <laughs> You know, um, so like it's the the party itself isn't necessarily important. But yeah, it is strange that it's like it's introduced so late and that ends up yeah. being like the 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 straw on the that broke the camel's back right like i i i feel i feel like that should be more important or at least have a bit more of a thread throughout the film yeah not much but just enough to be like okay i i know what this party is yeah i like the turn that aaron has this other thing that he keeps going back in time for that he's privately working on over and over again until he Mm -hmm. feels like he's gotten it perfectly. I like that reveal, but this thing that is so important to him, he's like risking all of these time jumps over and over and over again, is a thing we have never seen or heard about before. And it doesn't necessarily, it's like if he had been, if the party had been mentioned earlier, if, you know, the the man who's a threat had been mentioned earlier, or even if we just had this, Captain America-like scene earlier in the movie where it just set up that Aaron is a person who really cares about, like, justice and protecting people. Like, if we even had that element of his character of, like, you know, what his virtues are and what he cares about, if we had that introduced earlier, I feel like it would feel more complete. Yeah. I I think that's one thing I kind of like about this Mm. film, though, is that it doesn't follow that structure or, it or sure that doesn't. like narrative like what you think it would be like that's the thing like if this was a more mainstream film i mm. think they probably would have changed it to focus more on that party of mm. like hey they are they accidentally discovered time travel meanwhile in the back go around there's the the romance story about them and that girl uh and something bad happens at that party and oh no we need to do something wait we Mm -hmm. have a time machine thing we can go back and we can save them and it's just them like constantly going back to see if they can change it enough to fix it and get it to where it's going to be which is kind of the plot of one of my favorite time travel animes uh, which is also very well researched in in, ter- in terms of like what would happen 
or like who the major players are mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like they have their own, you, you know, how in shows where it's like, we can't, we can't show Coca-Cola. So it's Caca-Cola. Yeah. Something like that. They have their own version of CERN and stuff oh, yeah. like that of like the large uh, particle collider and, and, and stuff like that. And it's like all of these organizations and stuff that they mention in that show are real things like that hmm. they they are mentioning john teeter and, and 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 stuff like that it's like sure we know now that that's fake but it, mm. it, it's like that's in the real life kind of lore of time travel and like the conspiracy conspiracies and 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 stuff like that and so they they craft a story where something bad ends up happening and the main character goes back to fix it but it keeps happening in different ways so it's Mm. like okay we stopped this one thing but now you know a bad thing happens to the same character in a different way and so he has to like keep Go, go going back to fix it and solve it and be like okay how 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 do i do this right um and it does a similar thing where it like he it almost drives him insane right where he like he i have seen this a thousand times i have seen this character die a thousand times mm-hmm. like this is not fun <laughs> so yeah, I I agree with what you're saying that I do kind of appreciate that this film has a really atypical structure. Like you said, this is not a mainstream, more conventional studio plot structure for a film. Like I'm we're getting towards the end of the movie and I can tell I'm getting towards the end of the movie. Like things are starting to build to a climax, but I'm like, I don't know when. Like, I don't know how much time is left. I yeah. don't know. I don't have a checkbox of these things need to happen before we reach a conclusion. These goals need to be met. These plot points need to be executed. These questions need to be answered, etc. Like, like, I have a general sense of beginning, middle, end, but like, just in the loosest way with this film. Yeah, just in in this sense that, like, well, I've watched the first 20 minutes. I guess that's mm-hmm. the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, by the way, the anime that I was talking about is Steins Gate. Mm. I, I, anyone wanted to go check it out. That's a g- great one. One of my favorites. Um, yeah, like, I just, I, I think the way they do it where it is just this you only see the most recent thing mm-hmm. everything you actually thought you knew is not what you yeah. saw um that's fantastic i don't i don't think that would have made it in if this was a more mainstream film or they wouldn't have taken that approach um i wanted to there's another one of those details that I mm. thought was really interesting that they mention it's a thing and then they mm-hmm. just kind of move on. Yeah. Apparently, there's a third person that finds their time machine and uses yes. it. Yes. 
yes. and you don't know what happens to it tur- them. Like, I think <laughs> it's it turns out that, okay, in one of these variations where the ex shows up to the party and threatens the girl... We keep saying Ashley. I don't even know for sure if that's her name. We'll just <laughs> whatever the girlfriend that. is. That's how little she has an impact on this movie, unfortunately. Like I don't remember what her there's, name is. There's a couple characters that end up being important to like like us mm. having a conversation that really aren't in the film. They're mentioned or they, yeah. we see them in one scene and we see like the back of them. Mm-hmm. That that that's it. They have like and, three seconds of screen time, and then there's characters who are in there that ultimately don't have very much to do with the plot. Like the other two guys in their engineering group yeah. never really come back. Like it's so it's four guys. It's Abe and Aaron, and then they have these two friends, and they have projects they work on together as a foursome, and then they have projects that like they'll work on in pairs or individually, and they have to like. Once they figure out, oh, we're on our way to something really important here in the garage, they have to, like, tell these other two guys, like, oh, it's being fumigated for bugs. You can't get in here and get to your project. Sorry about that. And, like, those guys don't come back. I thought there'd be, like, oh, we're they've been trying to find out what they're up to. They want to take revenge or something. They're going to try and steal their idea. Like, mm-hmm. not really. Like, those, like, the fact that they are lying to those other two guys doesn't really have repercussions it's aaron and abe's lies to each other that everything yeah. really rides on but all the all the other dishonesty in the rest of their lives not, nothing really comes yeah. about that yeah but um yeah so it looks like in some variation of one of these timelines that girl's dad who's like the investor they want to attract mr granger like he finds the time travel box somehow and it seems like now he's going back to that night to also try and prevent this guy from threatening his daughter yeah there's a whole scene where they're like like he's in the car and he's following them that's the thing about this movie is that there's individual things that are like oh cool where like they drive past mr granger and one of them says i saw him earlier today and he was clean shaven i see him now hours later he looks like he has three days worth of stubble he must have been time traveling like that's cool like that's a great like hook there Mm -hmm. but the rest of it is so muddled like it doesn't really have a payoff like there's lots of neat little like spikes of interest going on in the middle of these like kind of yeah. muddled plot scenarios where it's like well how well how is he time traveling where has he been time traveling to how does he know how to work this machine those aren't necessarily answered very clearly yeah if at all or or just like what effect has this had mm-hmm. on all the all the stuff that we don't know about yeah um who knows? Yeah. Question for you. Okay. This is a difficult one for me because I don't know how I feel about it yet. This film was only what, like 79, 77 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the tr- trivia things that I mm-hmm. read was that they, because their budget was only $7,000, they basically used like 90 something percent of the actual film that they shot shot mm-hmm. so there is there really isn't de- deleted scenes or stuff like that yeah um it like it's it's all 
in there. But we've been discussing a number of plot points that's like, I would like to see that followed. Like, yeah. Like, would you be interested in a remake of this film or a TV adaption or something like that? Would it work as one of those? I would like to see it. Like, this man did so much just on, like, his own brain power and, like, work ethic. Like, there's no money. Nobody, like, I like that he was able to accomplish so much and, like, Mm -hmm. you don't need necessarily professional actors or, like, real sets that are your own or the highest-end equipment or you know, yeah. uh, music anybody recognizes yeah. or anything like that. You can tell a really interesting story without all of that. But I do also want to see what do you do when you have a budget? Were there things you wanted to accomplish and didn't? And, you know, is I do appreciate that it is a very non-mainstream. Like, it's such this man's like right. own individual vision. Exactly. But I kind of would like to see you have a lot of budget and you also have some sort of somebody out there giving you notes to say like you don't have to dumb the whole thing down but like everything hinges on Mr. Granger we never see him could we see Mr. Granger could those other two engineers come back into the story could you could you introduce that party earlier could you I would like it to be like tidied up just a little bit just like 10% more yeah like Part of me, it's the same thing. Like, I, I, I think this is, I mean, I, I've mentioned it on multiple podcasts that we've done here. There's something special about having one person. Like, their, it's their mm-hmm. vision. They filmed it. They starred in it. They wrote it. They did all of that stuff. It's all them. Yeah. And it's so, it's so tightly scripted it's so tightly shot like mm-hmm. all of the, that stuff it it it's like there's just something so special about that vision right yes whereas i i like i i just don't want to see that messed with but at the mm-hmm. same time i feel like the film could really benefit if it was half an hour longer yes i think that i could focus more and appreciate more on the complexities of this like back and forth snake eating its own tail time travel story if they had the room and the resources to cover some of these extra things that were bugging me like what happened to these characters? You know, these people were introduced and they don't come back. Or these people apparently have a very big impact on the story, but we never get to know them. Like, yeah. if things like that were answered for me and I didn't have, and I wasn't in the back of my head going like, well, how does Mr. Granger know how to work the time travel machine? Yeah. Where did he come from? What is this party? Like, if there was extra room to cover all of those for me, my brain would be cleared of those questions. And I feel like I could ask more of the questions the movie really wants me to be asking. Mm-hmm. So, like, a remake of this as a film, I think, would mm-hmm. be fantastic. Like, a, a mm-hmm. more modern v- version. Um, maybe just a little bit longer. Don't 
mm-hmm. dumb it down because I, I yeah. like how fast paced it is. I like how they are using a whole bunch of technical and scientific jargon that I have no mm-hmm. idea what it means. Uh, and so I like that constantly keeps me on my toes to be like, okay, what are they trying to, to do? Like it, it helps me want to figure it out mm-hmm. at the same time. I would almost want a TV adaption of this. Yes. Yeah. I think that would take away from the tight scripts. Right? Because there's, I think the drama between the characters would really benefit from something more like a TV show of just Mm. to to see see them kind of go downhill over time and that slow descent into deceiving one another and stuff like that yeah i i would also like to see it as a tv show i think the structure of the film actually lends itself to a show well enough and that it's like monday Tuesday. like it's so like mm-hmm. we're gonna start a day loop like back on a day we're gonna start a, a day loop back on a day yeah just give this like a couple solid good hours somewhere yeah um, or make it like an interactive thing like a band or snatch or whatever we're like you can view the entire core story, but also here's a variant where you can see these are the timelines that were dropped. These are the the failures. This is like time number three. Aaron went back to the party and like fought the guy off, but the police didn't get called, and he wished they did. And why yeah. it didn't happen? Yeah. What would you think about a sequel? I wouldn't mind seeing that either because we see that one of the Aaron copies is setting up something big at the end of the movie, but it's not clear. It seems like such a supervillain thing. Like he's in some, like we don't know he's in a potentially a foreign country. Like we don't know where all we know is Mm -hmm. like everything he's saying has to be translated by this other man to the group of all these workers. But like, where are you? Like, is this, are you working on such a big scale for a specific goal? Like, what do you want to accomplish out of this? Or is it just, I want to see how far this goes. Is this for pure science experiment only that you're like scaling this project up and up and up to see what happens? Or like, do you have a vendetta? Do you have like a a mission or something that you're on? Yeah. Who knows? I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they could potentially do a, TV show that is a sequel. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the route they go instead of like touching this one. Just you do something else, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Did did you ever watch that sci-fi show Twelve Monkeys? No, I haven't seen that or the original movie. Yeah, I was gonna say that's also based off of a mm-hmm. famous time travel movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I I liked it a lot. Okay, good. I I haven't seen all of it. I know I've seen the first like three seasons. I think. Wow, I didn't um, know there's that much of it. Yeah, there's like four or five. Huh. Like that. It's pretty good. I liked it a lot. It it's it it was one of the sci-fi shows that I was like, this is on the Sci-Fi Channel. Hmm. I I only know sci-fi for like. 80s b horror films and like <laughs> this is strange. yeah like yeah. I, don't, 
I, I was not expecting much from them. And then it, it was that show. And I was just like, this is actually sweet. I like this. I, yeah, we got to remember Sci-Fi Channel is the channel that gave us like, you know, Sharktopus versus Megalodon 3. <laughs> right? But also Battlestar Galacto. Battlestar Galactica, which is one of the most Battlestar Galacto. Shows. <laughs> Galacto. Yeah, which is one of the most like critically acclaimed shows of like the last 20 years. Yeah, which is also and a something fantastic people show. keep referencing and keep going back to. You said it yourself earlier this episode. So say, so we, so all. say we all. It's still there. <laughs> sci fi channel can do anything. Yeah, they're making a new one. Mm. I, I think I, I don't know if it's a remake again. Or not, but I, I've I've heard there is a new Battlestar Galactica in mm. the works. Um, yeah, this is one I. So I told myself I was gonna watch this film multiple times this week. Mm-hmm. I did not get to, but I do think that this is absolutely a film that you can almost just go watch it again immediately like it's short yeah it's short yes. enough that it's like let me watch this again and and now i know all of these things mm-hmm. um it is one i think you should watch multiple times though yeah i i have a couple hours left on my rental i think but uh like my mom's coming over later today and this is not a movie to subject my poor mom to. <laughs> I I wouldn't make my parents watch this at all. <laughs> They'd be so bored. <laughs> it has been fun recently. Like I've had times where um a friend of mine has seen a movie and he's like you'd love this movie. I really want us to watch this movie and I'm watching it for the first time and I'm sitting next to him and he's just like <gasps> like out of nowhere at some points so, or like he gets really tense or he gets really surprised like yeah. watching somebody watch a movie for the second time when it's your first time is really fun yeah it's Agreed. exciting like what's coming up for me what what things actually mean stuff you're gonna tell me in real time like you're not gonna tell me but like i'm gonna see you flinch at something i'm like okay yeah that rock or whatever is important um let's see let's get on to recommendations if you yeah. want to recommend stuff if 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 I liked this, what else might you remake? I cannot speak. If I liked uh, this, what else would you recommend? Definitely Looper. Like I was reading okay. in the IMDb trivia, uh, Ryan Johnson mentions in the director's commentary for Looper that not only is Primer the best time travel movie ever made, but he's friends with Shane Carruth, the writer, director, star, etc., etc., and he sent the script for Looper to Shane Carruth, and Shane came back like, buddy, you got time travel all wrong. Let me help you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you draw works. a very clear, like, I hear Primer mentioned a lot for years. Like, I think since it's come out, mm-hmm. I have heard Primer constantly mentioned as, like, the top time travel movie and, like, the most technically complex like the time travel movie with the most actual physics behind it yeah so i've heard it mentioned over and over again but i think that is the clearest line you can draw of its influences primer to looper and then i also wanted to bring up um an episode of the simpsons oh no (laughs) (laughs) so you know how they do the treehouse of horror which is their halloween special every year and it's like three short stories that are 
totally out of continuity and they can just do like whatever weird eerie stories they want to tell in treehouse of horror five which is in season six because they didn't start treehouse of horror until season season two two. so if you're on your disney plus it's five but you have to remember to go to season six there is a uh, a story in that called time and punishment where homer accidentally like the toaster breaks and he tries to fix the toaster and he accidentally makes it a time traveling toaster And it takes him back in time and he'll like screw something up and he keeps trying to go back to his main timeline. And it's just him jumping back and forth, like go to the past. Oh, no, I messed something up. Let me try and go back home. This isn't right. Let me go back, try and set it right. Go home. This isn't right either. Hmm. And it's this zigzag back and forth and back and forth trying to like, you know, set the right like you know don't make the butterflies wings flap in singapore and like make a hurricane happen in the atlantic ocean or whatever it's like stop it get back to where you were straighten it back out again and it's it's really entertaining it is one of my very favorite simpsons episodes so if you want time travel but you're like i want the silliest time travel possible please okay just go watch that good stuff uh well let's see i already mentioned stein's gate Mm-hmm. Um, it is, besides the fact that it's a very well-researched time travel story, maybe nothing in common with this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is sci-fi. Uh, it is a bit of a... Eh, well, I, I, I don't know if I would describe it as a romance, but there is mm-hmm. some romance that ends up becoming uh, oh. very affordable within the story there but it's also really funny um the, the some, some of the like uh, some of the the scripting in in that show is just ridiculous They're, they make a joke a a pimp my ride joke in in and there and it's stuff like like it's it's Almost at the same pace that this show is, where it's like you blink once and you might miss something Mm-mm. like that. So I liked it a lot. Um, at the very start of this episode, I mentioned I was going to say some things that this reminded me of. This reminded me a lot of Clerks by Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Clerks is not a time travel story i mean i i I guess it's a time travel story in the sense that like wow this really captures that one time period Mm. right yeah Uh, but it's about this guy who works at a convenience store and it is his day off except he gets called into work on his day off and he's just like i'm not even supposed to be there and mm. so it's just the life of him being at this convenience store and they have this like nonstop kind of dialogue pace of just mm-hmm. the most mundane things, the most stupid yeah. things. They they talk about Star Wars. They talk about uh, how many, many, many blow judge, judge, judge jobs that one character's girlfriend has g- g- given. <laughs> and it's like... It's the stupidest stuff, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's nonstop. And it, it, like, it really reminded me of the the dialogue in, okay. in this, where it's just oh. unrelenting. 
Oh, something else this reminded me of. This seems a lot like sci-fi office space. Yes, that was going to be the next thing. The characters are almost always, like, 80% of the time in the movie wearing, like, white button-up shirts and, like, bland striped ties. (laughs) Yeah. They are always wearing, like, late 90s, like, generic office wear. Yeah, it's great. I love it. (laughs) Which also kind of makes it difficult to tell time apart because they're always wearing practically the same thing. (laughs) I think Office Space is one of my favorite comedies. Mm -hmm. Um, It is not the same like fast paced it is almost the exact yeah. opposite of that where it's 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 a lot more slow and re- re- relaxed i'm just mm-hmm. like well came in the side door so my boss wouldn't notice me uh and then from nine to ten i take a nap uh and then from 10 to to ten thirty, i just you know try to act busy even though i'm not mm-hmm. really doing anything <laughs> um but yeah, it's it. They come up with a plot, which is just the plot from one of those Superman movies <laughs> to steal from the company. <laughs> yeah, just take fractions of a penny that nobody's yeah. going to miss, and slowly they'll accumulate. Yeah, with the like just generic office men who are like too smart for their own good, and they're trying to like yeah. use the technology <laughs> at their disposal to like you know steal money. That's a good one. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Those are our recommendations if you liked Primer. Uh, With that being said, it is my turn to pitch some stuff that we might be talking about for this next week. (laughs) I want to say really quickly, so I've had uh, Primer open on IMDb up in my browser. And Mm -hmm. on the sidebar, it'll show you like user lists, like people that have added this movie to a list of films they've, you know, uh, curated. And I clicked on a link that I thought said movies you must see before you die, but I looked at it again and it says movies you must die before you see. Someone really didn't like this film. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all like really weird cerebral movies like The Holy Mountain is on here, The Lobster, Synecdoche, New York, which is a movie I've really been wanting to watch. Never heard of any of those. Mother. I've heard of Inland Empire, Naked Lunch. Like, it's all weird, weird movies. I'm like, oh, uh, that was not a typo. I think this is like movies that make you question, like, am I alive? What did I just watch? (laughs) What world am I in? That's funny. Uh, Okay. Three pitches as usual for next week. Mm -hmm. Pitch number one is a Netflix anime called dragon pilot uh now is this somebody who pilots a dragon or a dragon that is a pilot a a little bit of both kind of um let's see where is the plot thing here hisone is a rookie in the japan air self-defense force where she is situated at the gifu air base she decided to join the force to distance herself from people as her whole life, she had found it difficult to interact with uh, 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 others due to her candid style of speaking and oftentimes hurtful words. Hmm. Um, hey, sticks and stones, right? Uh, despite that not being her intention, his, his Sone's decision leads her to 
uh, leads to her life being changed when the concealed OTF, organic transformed flyer, or hmm. dragon, inside the base chooses her to be his pilot. Aww. So yeah, it's... Uh, Kind of, I, I might describe this as like an anime version of how to train your dragon. Uh, yeah. But instead of it being in like Norse Viking t- times, it's like mm-hmm. modern day stuff. And they disguise the dragons as airplanes and stuff like that to like hide them. And That's fun. Um, how many episodes is this? This is 12 episodes. Okay. It's on Netflix, and the art that's art style in this I think is pretty neat. Yeah, I I did a Google image search. It looks very cute. Yeah, Dragon Pilot, Hisone mm. and Masotan. I guess that must be the name of the dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my my theme this week is basically we haven't done anime or manga in a long time. The last okay. ones we did was Sweetness and Lightning and uh, I'm in Love and It's the End of the World. Mm-hmm. It was quite a while ago. So okay. anime and manga I'd, stuff. I had <clears throat> something picked out to pitch next week that is a, a Japanese live action TV series. Spoiler alert. So you pitch it. this and I'm like, well, maybe he won't pitch something. I'm like, well, I won't pick something Japanese because I want to watch something Japanese next week. And all oh, beans, he cornered me. Two Japanese okay, things we'll do two in, weeks in, in, in a row. row. That's this fine. thing I'm pitching next week, I am so psyched for. Okay. <laughs> um, pitch number two is the devil is a part timer. <gasps> I've heard of this. I I I I may have pitched this once before. I don't remember. I know there was a theme that I did once a long time ago that was just like I'm just gonna pick the most ridiculous names of of stuff. Um, so the demon lord satan seeks to conquer the world of ente isla by annexing its four continents with the help of his demon generals uh after being confronted by the hero amelia and her companions after they had killed malakota i don't know all of this stuff however due to um Oh, he escapes to the world through a gate to modern Tokyo, Japan. However, due to the lack of magic in the modern contemporary world, both Satan and Alciel change into forms representing what they would look like if they were human. In order to survive, Satan takes a part-time job at a fast food restaurant named Mig Ronald. Mig Ronald. I'm like, it's, it's Mig Ronald, it's Wick Donalds. It's M, it's it's capital M, lowercase g, capital R, O N A L D. Mig Ronald. Mig Ronald. There you go. That's pitch number two. The devil is a part timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitch number three is a manga, um, and it is entitled. Why am I all the way down at the bottom there? 
<clears throat> excuse me. Pitch number three is a manga entitled Pumpkin Scissors. Okay. Set in a region strongly resembling Western Europe, where technology is at best mid-1930s, um, in which a catastrophic war has just ended, similar to that of the Great War, uh, that occupied the early parts of the 20th century, the Royal Empire... God, they don't keep putting all, all of these, like, which is similar to the Second Reich of G Germany, uh, blah, 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 and the Republic of Frost have declared a ceasefire to end the war indefinitely. The Empire is plagued by starvation and pestilence, with former soldiers turning to thievery, banditry, and other forms of crime. Three years later, uh, to aid the people of the Empire in the war relief effort, the Imperial Army State Section 3, also known as Pumpkin Scissors, is established. <laughs> I like, look, <laughs> it's a different culture, okay? I don't understand <laughs> some of these I'm naming. I'm trying to think of any American show that has gotten away with titles this bonkers. <laughs> Look, it's 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 a thing. It's so ridiculous. I love it though. <laughs> so pitch number one is Dragon Pilot. Mm. Looks like about a young woman joining the Air Force in which they pilot dragons. Mm -hmm. Pitch number two: the devil is a part timer. The devil working at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or pitch number three they decide to name a branch of the military pumpkin scissors <laughs> this is great I love it and it's not it's not it's a jack-o-lantern to be specific <laughs> it's not yeah. I'm looking at their logo it's not just a pumpkin it is a jack-o-lantern <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I this is a show I've heard of, and I'm intrigued by the concept. And I think it's about time I sit down and watch it. I want to watch The Devil is a Part Timer. There you go. I I knew so I did not know the Mig Ronald thing <laughs> until I read it off here, and immediately when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, she loves this. She's I she's do. gonna pick this one." <laughs> also, <laughs> I'm looking at this and like I know this will make me hungry for fast food. This is the perfect week for it because I'm ramping up to Thanksgiving. I'm going to be so busy. I have to do all this shopping. I have to do all this cooking. There will be a night where I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm just going to go to McDonald's. McDonald's. Like, yeah. I would do that anyway this week. So why not, like, you know, just make a theme <laughs> out of it. Get in the mood. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. The Devil is mm -hmm. a part-timer. It is also um, on Netflix. Uh, let's see. The anime... Season one is 13 episodes, okay. so it's also a short one. There you go. It is a comedy fantasy, <laughs> so says Wikipedia. Nice. I can work with this. There you go. I'm excited. Yeah. I have not seen this one. Uh, this probably normally wouldn't be one that I check out just because I'm like, I'm not in, in 
interested in a weird name like <laughs> the devil is a part-timer. And I like the comedies. Like, also, you're like, okay, a battle one, a wacky one, a battle one. I'm like, well, I want the wacky one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, where can <clears throat> they find you online? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. We are at The Whatnots on Twitter mm-hmm. if you guys want to stay up to date with our shows. Uh, go like, share, subscribe. Do all that yeah. stuff. Uh, go rate and review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you have not done that already, uh, which is basically all of you. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> Get on it. Come on. <laughs> we could use your help. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, we will get out of here and we will be back next week. This has been episode 85 of the Whatnots Review Show. Mm-hmm. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.